So why do you continue to retweet when you when your news agencies are forced to issue corrections? Because you like all the post interaction. That's from Metal Gear Solid One. That's what Liquid Snake says. It's an abridged version. If Matt was here, he would get that. I don't think he would get that. I think he would. He Matt surprises you sometimes. Sometimes when he's blackout drunk, he'll do something like watch every cutscene from Metal Gear Solid on YouTube so he can tell you he hated it. I <laughs> That's why he recognizes some of the references because he gets drunk and does things out of spite. <laughs> he's watched all 90 uh videos of my overwatch play of the games just to fume at them he knows every backstory from your characters may's backstory is asinine she's a fucking scientist but she's by herself no fucking assistance honestly if i could trace back a moment to when i think uh brendan was like I don't think I can do the show anymore is when we were all over here and I, and I let Virgil show us what he described as a charming animated short film that was just um, a 13 minute overwatch character backstory. And Brendan was so mad at me that I did. I just let him do it because I wanted to see how funny it was. And it drove him and Matt crazy. It was it was charming. It was, oh, it was charming, but I like didn't. I think like you didn't understand it for people to like view it as a narrative. They had to know who the character is. No. what we saw was just this like, uh, like sort of slim, thick woman in an ice station being sad. And we were like, "What's what's going on here?" And you're like. You fool! This her <laughs> the backstory of how she got her ice weapon. You described it as emotionally affecting. Yeah, it was emotionally affecting. The robot gave its last power so that she could power the antenna. I've I've seen uh, that movie, Wally. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's 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 comparable. That's fine. actually pretty much every movie with robots is about a robot who fucking tops themselves. So Terminator can, Two, Terminator Two, uh, Iron Giant. Uh, fucking. What are some other robot movies? Bicentennial Man. Short it's about circuit. A guy who lives two hundred years so he can have sex. <laughs> um, AI. AI. Also, the the little boy kills himself at the end of that movie. Yeah, well, not really robots, but the Sixth Day with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Clones. Yeah. Mm. In that movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger gave me the thesis for my PhD. Uh, my PhD, which was, if I'm not me, who the hell am I? Deconstructing castration fears in modern postmodern society through the sixth day. So, um, as long as we're rolling, you've probably uh, noticed Matt and Amber are still not here. Um, they're in Europe. They're on vacation. Yes, they're in Europe. They've gone. They've gone away to Europe. They're I'm doing air quotes. They're doing quite well. They're very happy <laughs> on their vacation in Europe. The important thing is that they're both really happy in their new lives and that there's plenty of big outdoor spaces for them to run around and play. And it's important to remember there's no cause for alarm or <laughs> reason to investigate <laughs> uh, don't, thereabouts. Don't look into it at all. Like We may forget along the years and we may say, like, oh, they're in witness protection or oh, they were sick and had to go to the south, southwest to... Breathe in the desert air to heal their breathing ailments that we never told you about. You yeah. need a drier climate yeah. for yes. the, the the humors yeah. to adjust properly. But whatever we did or didn't do, like they're fine. They're yeah. feeling regular. 
they're not in pain anymore is the most important exactly thing. they're free they're free free is the word that you should think of when you're thinking of matt and ember and how good they were think I about mean, R, yeah. R. yeah think about all your troubles like how you can't pay your bills and like you you're worried about your job and shit. they never have to worry about that ever no no they're they have no concerns as of uh forever it's bliss. Yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, it's another episode with uh, just me, Felix, and Virgil, the bad boys, Migos, uh, <laughs> the Migos of uh, podcast. Uh, and um, Patreon. I promise. Less slurs after 2016. I promise you won't have to endure too much more of this. But um, we're talking about you know. As one does, talking about Overwatch, of course, <laughs> which uh, brings me back to Tuesday night um, where we had a full day finishing our book, which, by the way, I want to mention again at the end of the show. <laughs> Chapo book, 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 coming soon, soon, soon. Um, and then we all went over to Virgil's house to watch the State of the Union uh, we periscoped the whole thing. Hope you caught that. Uh, if you didn't, I'm um, sorry. It was we're never doing that again. That it was, was your last chance. Awful. Jesus. I, and I, I, it's been I, I like hate John Kelly so much. <laughs> there's a lot. There were a lot of things to hate about the State of the Union and the act of watching it on television. But I don't know. It's like more than a 24 hours has passed since then, and I still feel like all the serotonin has just been drained out of my brain, like just tapped like a, like a tree for sap. I, and I like don't have like feelings anymore. See, I don't think they've always been this bad because when Bush would do the say of the unions, it was exciting because you've no idea who he's going to declare war on this time. And when, or remember, or say, remember when he said like he wanted to go to Mars, he's going to launch a big new NASA space program. That's cool. That's genre breaking right there. This was so long this was so bad. Normie Trump. Yeah, that, Norm, that was yeah. really the worst part yeah. about it. It's like after the McCabe thing where he's like, how does it ask your wife how it feels to be a loser? It was like, oh, he's going to be cool. He's like, he's going to do all the stuff. He's going to talk about Graydon Carter in front of everybody. He's going to do all the things that uh, got him elected, which is being the, the news bitch. <laughs> and he gets up there and he does his... The same speech that Jeb or Rubio would yeah, have done. Yeah, exact same. Yeah, t- opportunities, blah, blah, blah. We're all Americans, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's like you don't even believe that. That's like McMaster's and John Kelly told you to believe that. McMaster's because he wants to work for some fucking Orb Foundation when this is all done. And John Kelly because his only son died and you know he has to keep up the lie of the American empire. So he has to shoot your neck full of fucking quaaludes. So you that's how you know Trump is going to do normie stuff is when his speech is all slowed down when he's chopped and screwed yeah. like he was last night or the other night he did this thing where he can barely make it over the hill of a word like he's it's like he's fatly inching up the hill and then he's just tumbling down and he's like oh I hope I land on my feet and when he said words like economy like it just it wasn't even like dentures. It wasn't even like his teeth was falling out. It was just like it, it, it was like coasting on a run. And the most, you know, the highest drama of the night based on the animated gifs that all these journalists were posting were the Democrats either scowling or clapping tepidly. And this was what constituted a, uh, what do you call it, epic clapback, I think? Literal clapback. And... Uh, 
it was nothing like the Obama years. Because you remember the Obama State of the Unions? There was always this high drama because whenever they cut to the Republican congressmen, they're all red face and like steam coming out of their ears. And they're just like – you can tell they're just – Barely holding in a racial slur. Yeah, guys, guys, guys were burning Qurans during Obama's State of the Union. Famously, there was Joe Wilson who yelled, "You lie!" Well, Cory, which, Bo- which was cool, and more people should do that. Cory Booker the State tried of the Union. to pretend like he has human emotions during this, and he sat like he sat like tensed up, like flexing his hamstrings with his fists all balled up, like he's trying to go Super Saiyan, and it was like. No one believes that you've even been mad ever in your life. The Republicans would boo Obama. The Democrats, you know, nobody yelled anything. Nobody booed. It's just boring. Like, they would pan to uh, Chuck Schumer. They would cut to Chuck Schumer in the crowd. And he's looking just good, by the way. Over. Looking fucking great. He's just hunched over, you know, his hands clasped. Just scheming, if you yeah, will. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get rid of a pound of flesh. <laughs> It's like this is it. This is the this is the guy who's up against this shit. You don't um, you don't feel confidence when you see him uh see him with his perfect posture that looks like that weird German S. The whole thing was uh was quite a spectacle and uh I was depressed from basically the minute we started watching cable news cuz even before like you know like the big game on Sunday or the Oscars, my big game personally. I lo- love to bet on the Oscars. It's my Super Bowl. Um, it, you know, you got to get the pregame, you got to see what people are wearing, you got to see the, everyone arrive, the, the pageantry of it all, and uh, also the, the commentary, you know, and my personal favorite commentary, we were watching MSNBC for the pregame, which by the way, um, is every bit as mind numbing as Fox News, it's, or brain damaging, like, if you watch it, like, the, like I remember, the the feeling I got watching it is I remember like not too long ago, there's that woman who made that documentary called like you know cable news stole my dad's brain or something like that, and it was about how the, the, I think the, the, the portraying the real effect of what prolonged exposure to the internet and Fox News does to a certain kind of old person, yeah, which is you know drive them insane basically. Um, I think MSNBC has the same effect on the other kind of boomer. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Uh, so, you know, I, I watch a lot of MSNBC, uh, and I, I like to have it on in the background. Uh, so, you know, when I'm at my computer doing work or gaming or something like that, I can kind of pretend like I've got friends there with me, you know, just arranged around a table, and they're just sort of talking about the winners and losers of this Overwatch match or something like that. So, you know, I, 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 I watch a lot of Katie Turr and so on. And in the daytime, MSNBC is just... It's here's a, a a round table of dunderheads talking about Russia, and then here's an hour long, unedited Sarah Huckabee Sanders press conference, and then uh, you know then by then you're you're in the evening and it's Rachel Maddow and it's just wall to wall Russia bullshit. Yeah, the only types of panelists MSNBC has are you know former Bush era torture program designers. Uh, people who've only the only thing they've ever done in their lives is write op-ed columns, but they've written them for seventy years at this point. Oh, and they pe- get a lot of mileage out of being like, "This is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life." Oh, people who have founded nonprofits called things like the Smile Project. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they love that. Yeah, that's a nonprofit for telling women to smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, they're trying to add street harassment to the Olympics. <laughs> 
Like if you is Italy paying them to do this? Is, is it the, well, I'm actually I'm making a cool running sequel, and it's about Norway, uh, the Norwegian bobsled team failing out of the bobsled and having to enter in the street harassment <laughs> tournament against favorite Italy, and they have to <laughs> they have to break out of their polite dower. There's you know who my star is. You know who my yeah, star is. Nausgaard. Nausgaard. Yeah, he's gonna you, play the lead role. Uh, and like in the crucial end scene, like when it's you know they just got to complete the street harassment. The wheels already fell off. Three of the guys committed suicide, as Norwegian people love to do. <laughs> but Nausgaard has to lead the way, and he somehow pulls it out. He goes, "I would love to have a humiliating afternoon with you." <laughs> And the Italians actually give him, uh, they dap him up. They're like, respect. Only call him a homophobic slur once. I'm thinking in this, the John Candy role as the guy who, you know, coaches them, like maybe sort of Antonio Banderas, a one time great street harasser. Right. And he got busted for respecting a woman. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you, you go on Twitter and you consciously know, okay, this isn't representative of reality. So when you see all the hashtag resistance people just sharing the most inane Russia conspiracy stories, you're like, okay, that's like maybe 10,000 people at most. But then turn on Rachel Maddow and it's the exact same shit. Didn't recently they just have a list of Russians? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, all no, the Russians like, going the to Davos. <laughs> Rachel Maddow had a segment on her show that listed the, the names of like real Russian people, Russian citizens of Russia who were attending the Davos conference, right? And um, and then probably like, <laughs> and then the next segment was about Paul Nealon. Yeah, no, <laughs> the, the, the only like that Russian segment, the Russians at Davos segment, perfectly encapsulates Maddow because it's like. Well, like, okay, are you saying they shouldn't go? Like, we can't let the Russians go there or else they're going to unlock the trade secrets from watching Will I Am talk about how <laughs> iTunes gives an insight about what kids can learn. <laughs> what? Who fucking cares? And she also she also had this, like, total suck job interview with Adam Schiff recently, who's um ranking member of the Intel- House Intelligence Locked Committee, Locked in I an think. eternal battle with fellow alpha warrior Devin Nunes. Yeah. Holy shit, kill yourself if you're following that. If oh, you were invested way, yeah. in that, fucking end it. I was going to say, go to a monastery. I keep seeing this shit, and I know I've asked on the show before and got an answer, but like it didn't stick with me, and I'm so glad I have no idea what this memo shit is at all. Like what are what are people? Why are they so into it? Why do people want to declassify this memo? Because because it's what? like the Trump people are like, oh, it proves that one of the FBI guys uh, said that Trump can't be president because he does Russia stuff, and that proves they're unfair. And I think Nunes wants to release the memo, but uh, Adam Schiff said that he put commas in it that. May- it, it's it's awful. Mind numbing. It's, <laughs> it's less damaging for your brain. To just it's less damaging for your brain to build yourself a coffin with an iPad that someone else controls. It can only access four chan so, so, twenty four hours a day. It's better for your brain than this fucking memo bullshit. I, I'm I'm already I already looked into it a little bit because I don't think I'm ever getting better from watching the State of the Union and the New Daily Show with you guys. The, My life's never getting better. But yeah, the chuds all think the memo contains evidence that Hillary did treason to America and that after it comes out it's going to be like a purge in the FBI building where the good FBI guys kill all the traitor FBI guys. I can kind of get down with that. And then yeah. they, they immediately arrest Hillary and Obama and all
all the pedophiles. Well, it's, again, well, yeah, it's, it's they, more they, of this yeah. QAnon shit. And and the, one of my favorite things is that like the day after the State of the Union, and then I think someone on there was a hot mic at the State of the Union where someone asked Trump, "Are you going to release the memo?" And he was like, "100 percent, absolutely." And then like so like the day after the State of the Union, like some Republican congressional delegation was on Amtrak going to some leadership conference, and then the the Amtrak commuter chain just hit a dump truck at a road crossing because steve scalise dropped a stromboli on the brakes <laughs> and uh all the QAnon people think that like hillary clinton did it to like yeah. he was and Can it's you like imagine if hillary clinton tried to sabotage a train well it didn't work <laughs> they're all alive all i think <laughs> only one amtrak employee was uh killed and well, a few others injured i mean that's that's if obama did it if hillary did it she would have like derailed the train into like uh, into like a pillow factory (laughs) (laughs) nothing would have happened yeah so then the the democrats say oh we can't release this because it'll smirch the integrity of the fbi because the memo is it's uh fbi the liberal fbi agent of which there are several going (laughs) going uh Hey, so, uh, you know, great time at the pedophile dinner party last weekend. Uh, do you want to uh, illegally wiretap Donald Trump later? All of these ludicrous expectations for what's in the memo, but I hope they release it and they hold it up. And you know what it is? It's just a mirror. It's ooh, a mirror. ooh. Well, it doesn't really matter what's in the memo or not. Like, it's no, if it's released no. or whatever, like... Who gives like, a shit? The, the chuds aren't going to just share a million like meme version where it's like all grainy and there's spongebob in it <laughs> and, and it just says like hillary i did the crime it's and like it doesn't hillary, they'll believe whatever the fuck they want to believe hillary like, sent a memo to james comey that was like you got 60 dollars create the perfect bitch 20 dollars <laughs> ged <laughs> 30 30 dollars eats ass 25 dollars younger brother is cool 60 dollars Com- no stds yeah, and james comey replied in the course of human events, honor and dignity uh, dictate the principles of our government, not the whims of men. I would pick the bitch with the GED. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So like, it, it it doesn't matter. Like there'll there'll be some Photoshop version that'll be like Hillary's like uh, let's do the crimes with Russia and pin it on Donald Trump. They'll believe it, and then when she's not arrested or like no one. It follows up or it just goes away. They'll add another layer to the conspiracy. It doesn't matter. The Senate released the entire their entire CIA torture report, and it didn't matter. They released the Downing Street memo that was like, oh, yeah, we like completely lied about the, the Iraq war <laughs> yeah. and just nothing. It doesn't matter. That's the real depression. That's why you kind of have to believe that like Donald Trump is like – He's like, oh, I'm going to quit being a billionaire reality TV guy to hunt pedophiles. You have to believe stuff like that or else the reality that everyone knows everything and everyone's either too fucking beaten down to do anything or doesn't care. That's way more upsetting than the idea that there's like a pedophile network in the government, which probably also is. (laughs) Yeah. Um but back to the uh, back to the State of the Union itself. Uh, I remember we were watching the pregame on MSNBC. Couple observations: one, uh, they have a contract now with Hugh Hewitt, who is one of the most uncanny looking. Hum- <laughs> I, I mean, I won't even say humans I've ever seen, but I mean, I don't know. What, 
he looks like a burn victim or something. Like, yeah, he, he has no features in a way. Like his lips are oh, the you, exact you, same his, color as the rest of his pallid, you know, corpse-like like, flesh. You grab a slice of pizza and the cheese slides off, and you try to put it back on, but it's never quite right. <laughs> yeah. no, That's what know, happened with his entire face. He's the human version of Pete White from the Venture Brothers. Oh, yeah, but so MSNBC was so intolerable that we had to flip to C-SPAN to watch these two incredibly old men talk about <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. the of the state of the yeah, It was called Pibs Roundtable. <laughs> <laughs> One of the guys who was like the official Senate uh, historian, and his name was like James Livingood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, How but, you living, player? <laughs> uh, reminded me of the great gas station video. <laughs> My money real good right now. <laughs> uh and yeah, that that was that was more pleasing. That was sort of like um, the calming effect to see these just old men just sort of yammer on about the first time the, you know uh, a first lady came, or the first time they used the designated survivor. Yeah, uh, uh, the, f- the first time the first lady wore a hat. <laughs> well, uh, if you remember, there was quite a lot of hubbub over whether Nancy Reagan would have pleated pants or not, because pleated <laughs> pants were very politicized at the time, and famously. The sergeant of arms of the Senate gave a quote to Washington Post, which he typically never did, and said, I will seat the lady, the first lady, whether she's butt naked, wearing pants, or barrel suspenders. This has been Pimp's Roundtable. <laughs> that was actually, I love yeah, watching yeah. that. Oh, After MSNBC's Russia psychosis and like Ronald Reagan nostalgia. Okay, no, that's the other thing I want to bring up. There's Hugh Hewitt, and again, I'm sure people are going to like message in now that he actually was in a car accident or something, and I'm quite callous for making fun of his. He actually was the model for Pete White. <laughs> <laughs> and second, Joy Ann Reed. Rachel Maddow had Joy Ann Reed on to be like, Joy. You've been one of President Trump's most fierce, like fiercest critics. You know, obviously, your show is but- watched by hundreds. <laughs> Joy, you have been fiercely united in your opposition to Trump. <laughs> you have compromised Donald Trump to a permanent end. <laughs> but she was like, uh, the question was, if you were advising Donald Trump on what he should, I mean, what a, what a ridiculous question to ask, Joanne Reed. But I, I, I don't really remember what her answer was. The only part I remember is she, she just used it as a segue to talk, give an anecdote about how she just ran into Peggy Noonan in the hallway. And oh, man, talk about a meeting of the minds there. Uh, and they, they were bonding over the fact that um, Joy said she grew up in a very anti-Ronald Reagan household. Her mother was not a fan of Ronald Reagan. And, of course, Peggy Noonan is still to this day Ronald Reagan's greatest fan. And Joy's all of this was to say the point Joy was trying to make is even though her family despised Ronald Reagan, when the Challenger blew up and we all watched it on TV, they turned to Ronald Reagan and he calmed the nation with like he rose to the stature of the occasion and uh, commanded the respect and attention of the country. Um, and they were comforted by that. And she's like, unfortunately, Trump just can't do that. Yeah, uh, And I'm like, dude, I would love to hear Trump's comments of a space shuttle. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I would have never done what they did. We lost. Why would you go, why would you go to outer space? There's no air. It's crazy. <laughs> I would never, ever give money to NASA. We lost it. Get a rid ve- of them. We lost a very expensive space shuttle. <laughs> Luckily, not that many people were hurt. No one over was six. But it could be. It could have been worse. Uh, I mean, it's a shame we don't have a space shuttle program anymore. Oh, yeah, that is a shame. Uh, we have Epic Bacon, Elon Musk, uh, with his Rick and Morty rocket. 
<laughs> the pickle yeah, Rick one. Job, job, job. <laughs> oh, uh, we're gonna go into space to see if the cake is a lie up there too. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, oh, Felix, uh, this is I'm gonna send the first DM slide from space to <laughs> Carrie from MythBusters. <laughs> Uh, oh, this is some more. I'm a I'm a epic Imgur science guy. Only horny for redheads for some reason. <laughs> here's some uh, here's some Elon. Here's some some Musk news for you, Felix. Um, the Musk report. Uh, he, he, everyone was talking about him this week because um, his company or he he made like some sort of market ready f- personal flamethrower for people. Yes. Yeah, and he was like, I swear, I'm not starting the zombie apocalypse. Ugh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Good thing I had my hand there because I was a knee slapper. <laughs> I get the reference, good sir. And then he was like, hey, rockin' babies, uh, this bad boy will give you great balls of fire. <laughs> he's, he's the best type of person because he's a rockabilly and a... Uh, introvert psychology <laughs> epic science genius oh he's such a fucking piece of shit jp moore all the guys from the early 1900s who just murdered strikers were better than him well at least they left behind museums and libraries oh my can you imagine what elon musk's charity will leave he's behind gonna he... leave behind imger galleries of yeah. the awkward penguin meme yeah. <laughs> hey guys i left you a vault of Szechuan sauce Oh wow, Elon! We don't we don't even care that you blotted out the sun with exhaust from SpaceX anymore. Thank you. Yeah, we don't really care that you spend uh, sixty million poor school kids' lunches on rockets that keep blowing up. <laughs> oh God! Uh, back to the State of the Union. Oh yeah, so no, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. we're oh, supposed God, to be talking back about. Into hell. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, so bad. We don't even have to really talk about it because nothing really. The only yeah, thing, the only remarkable that, thing about it was that it was like Donald Trump did a shitty one man show called American Stories. Like it's like yeah. at the community theater, he's like a little boy goes to a cemetery, not to play a prank, but to put flags on veterans' graves. Okay, that was actually my favorite part yeah. of the State of the Union, which was dominated by these fucking randos who get shoutouts. In the sitting in the audience, the best of which was a little boy named Preston who loved graves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't get enough of them. He spends all of his free time in cemeteries, making little flags and putting them on the graves of our veterans. Uh, he got a shout out, and I kind of feel like yeah, he put the Kekistani flag over, <laughs> <laughs> over those vets' graves. Uh, rest epically, sir. They're good memes. The <laughs> <laughs> BFW is tearing them down. He's like, they're good memes. Come on. <laughs> oh, he's, he's getting shot by the honor guard with their ceremonial M1 Garands. Uh, yeah, I love that kid. And the other thing is like, there were so many of these shout outs. And I felt like there was, I know President Clinton liked to do a lot of that, these shout outs in the audience. But I remember one time it was like Rosa Parks, you know, and I feel like we've really. It's gone downhill since then in terms of like the the type, well, they of, would only the do, type of schmoes that get a shout out. You know, the there was the some Union. inflation on this over the years, but even in Obama's, you know, State of the Unions, he would do like two or three, and it was always at the top of the State of the Union. Louis Farrakhan, uh, I see you. Uh, but for Trump, he just it was just constantly throughout his fucking speech, and it's just cheap, you know, it's just cheap, cheap applause heat. Lines. It's, it's cheap heat. The first, the very first thing that opened the State of the Union. Was he was talking about the Cajun Navy helping everybody 
during a terrible hurricane. And then he shouted out some uh, woman, uh, like a Coast Guard rescue pilot or something who saved some people, which fair enough. Good job. But it was just like, you know. You just wanted to get the you know get the audience on the side. Like coming out saying, "Who here loves America?" Yeah, yeah, lame. Um, And the other the other thing is that the vast majority of the people he shouted out, their stories involved um, death and injury and gruesome harm for the most part. It was a kid who's like super goth and loves the cemeteries, and then it was all just like the families of murder victims, Uh, people who had been killed by MS thirteen. Oh, that was another big thing. Of thing. By the way, if you're MS-13, got to be loving all the, the free press you're getting. The president of the United States is literally like, they're the most dangerous, ruthlessly efficient criminal gang in the world. If MS-13 kills me, do not let them use me as a prop in uh, re- some Republican racist speech. Uh, and in lieu of flowers, donate your money to MS-13 in my memory. <laughs> I, I'm going to say that you got killed by one of those uh, gangs from the 50s that had switchblades and sang songs. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. And then the Democrats can finally introduce anti-white leg- legislation. <laughs> Yeah, Virgil Virgil went down the wrong street and said, I'm just trying to get to class. And, <laughs> and the Jaybirds were, were like, you're going to go to class in the morgue. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's repugnant. It's repugnant using these, these dead teenagers as fucking props. And uh, the, the, I would say the absolute most deplorable part was uh, the so-called Law and Order Party. Uh, Valorizing a coal thief. Oh, that was no, no, that on, was guys. too much. Yeah. That was too much Get even for here. me. I mean, choosing to, to use to give the platform of the State of the Union and that hallowed calls of our government to pay tribute to a guy who stole coal from his countrymen just to feed himself. You know what? That coal was going to be burned in order to uh, smelt iron. Yeah, you know what? Say what you will about George W. Bush. I certainly disagreed with the man a lot, but he would never disrespect you, Jay, during the State of the Union. No, no, never, not at all, not at all. Uh, yeah, no, that that was too much. I mean, like we stand for loyalty in America, not betraying your own country. Yeah, just being a rat, just being a rat scumbag. <laughs> I'm I'm too mad now to even talk about the rest of this repugnant night. <laughs> um. That was bad. There was also the uh, the 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 cop who was sitting next to Melania. Oh yeah, uh, he was there because he uh, stole a baby from a homeless person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you using that? <laughs> um, yeah, well, that, what a, what a weird story too. I mean, I guess there's like the pro life angle there. Well, yeah, it was the pro life. Yeah, I, I actually I don't think it's that weird. I think it's like. Most cops are either complete pieces of shit or just enable them. But I mean, I don't think I can really say that like he didn't do like an okay thing by like adopting the the baby. But of course, it's like okay, well, what's what's your what about the mom? Is she just like gonna die? I mean, that is the Republican anti opiate addiction plan. Yes, just nice co- the nice cops will adopt the babies and the other people die in the streets. You know, it occurs to me. You remember when Trump had some kid mow the lawn at the White House? Yeah, that was so yeah, cool. yeah. That was like great. Holds up these examples of like uh, just deeply insufferable young go getters, and I can't help but think he's doing all of this to send some kind of message to Barron <laughs> about like how to you know look look at what this kid's doing. Well, he's what, planting flags. He's he's you know getting some extra money. Do you know how many flags lawns? Barron has planted in Minecraft? <laughs> 
I don't think Trump approves of Minecraft. That's the thing, and I think that's a shame. Takes all it takes all the difficulty out of building. There's no way to work with the mafia <laughs> in this game. My my son Baron, he builds these exquisite, magnificent worlds and realms on the computer. But he doesn't have to rip off a single contractor. Baron is going to grow up to be Ozymandias from Watchmen. Why, why wasn't Baron at the State of the Union? De- designated survivor. Uh, okay, this was dog shit. I don't want to think about it anymore. Then there was the Kennedy guy. There was a the response. Um, looking real wet, buddy. Everyone was talking about his wet mouth the day after. That was like, which I thought was funny because they like he had, you know, let's be honest. Speaking as someone who can relate to the problem of having Irish skin in a northeastern climate, you know, in the winter months it gets very dry. You gotta you gotta stay lubed up constantly, or it becomes a nightmare. So I'm I'm sympathetic with JK three just putting on a layer of chapstick because man, those things get oh you crack a lip. That's just that's no fun at all. However, I think it's funny because it is contrasted with the. exquisitely staged managed uh, presentation of him uh, speaking in a, an auto body shop in front of a, a Mustang with the hood popped. It's just like, yeah, that car was just there when we showed up. Yeah. The, Definitely the, not going to be just driven off <laughs> as soon as we leave. There should have been a, there should have been a, a ticker below. It was like, you dumbasses love this stupid bullshit, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, oh, check this out. It's a woman in a hijab fixing a Mustang. <laughs> but you fucking love that moron. <laughs> oh, look, it's an immigrant opening a restaurant then signing up for the military. Like that, you fucking dumb piece of shit. <laughs> that's the thing. And I, I, I got really mad about this during the State of the Union when Trump alludes to fucking technical schools. As oh, this yeah, great yeah, yeah. And he got this, you know, b- huge, like, bipartisan ovation for this. This is Problem Solvers Caucus. Every fucking member of the upper crust uh, who at least has to gesture towards some kind of policy that's going to help the unwashed rubes thinks that technical colleges are some kind of magic bullet because, oh, well, these people are too dumb to go to people college. So we can just train them to be horse harriers or cobblers or whatever the fuck a technical college does. And then we go to the fucking response to it, and it's in a fucking yeah, technical right. college. They all get off on this shit. Yeah, so... uh it's micro bullshit. I'm, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. 100%, yeah, yeah. 100%. I'm against skills. That's, okay, that, that's, I, I'm against learning a skill. Stop learning skills. Go, going back to immigrant, that's immigrant shit. That's 100 percent immigrant shit. Uh, depressed. Uh, okay, put, gif of Ron Swanson sitting down. Uh, uh, pull, uh, pull up a chair, Bucko, because I'm going to give you some tough love. First of all, clean up your mother bitching room. You're not going to be pounding any poon with with a bag of Cheetos on the floor. Next step. Okay, feeling better about yourself? Well, you should be because you're fucking worth it. Gif of Ron Swanson giving a thumbs up. Uh, get enroll in a fucking trade school. Oh, well, uh, unless your name is Elon Musk, you're not going to be inventing jack shit, fuckaroo. Uh, so why don't you learn a fucking trade? And uh, guess what? You may actually like it. Gif of Ron Swanson smiling. Uh, and, that is like weird stuff like uh, always pour yourself the bourbon last. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if quote that Winston Churchill never said, it's like <laughs> in, in, in times of strife, we must remember beer. 
Uh, <laughs> and then and then something just very alarming. Like, remember, guys, video record all. Every time you talk to a woman, record it on video. <laughs> they love to lie. I'm serious. You know what the other thing is? It's like black people were different in the 70s. We all know it. Then rap happened. <laughs> it's like, whoa, this really took a turn. <laughs> what is going on here? So that's it. That's how you hand wave away low wages and unemployment is to say, oh, well, just enroll. Dumb-dums can learn how to be a carpenter Enroll in a fucking trade school and learn a job, go into debt to learn a job that's going to be uh, done by robots in 10 years. Um, So then uh, so there was JK3. Uh, He did his thing, and uh, people, like, the, the libs loved it. Oh I mean, they, they were they were they they were they were they were loving it, and I mean, take away from the night a phrase of the night more than anything Trump said. There was, wasn't a single memorable line in his. I forgot it all. Oh, it, it was it was Americans have dreams too. That was his like that was his hook, oh, like his bridge okay. to the song. Americans are dreamers too, or have no? Americans been. are dreamers too. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, Americans are dreamers. I guess it wasn't that memorable. Yeah. Um, it's it's just fascism. It's just a fascist yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Well, like the libs, we all we all <laughs> we all have anxiety dreams. Well, the thing is, like the, the libs love the speech, uh, but I, I I'm confident, absolutely nobody who watched this of the like hundred thousand or so suckers, including the three of us who watched this fucking response, actually like actually paid attention to any fucking thing he was saying. No, we like, did. It was just no, we, all, did. No, wait, we, wait. we did. We did because he was like Donald Trump says. Uh, he was saying that Donald Trump presents like false dichotomies. Like you can have Medicare in this state if you take it away from this state. He wants to turn Americans against each other. We say why not both? Uh, both can be true. Uh, and then that's a reference to the classic Taco Bell commercial. Yeah, uh, but then he no, was, that wasn't a Taco I mean, Bell I mean, commercial. It, 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 that was that was an El Paso commercial. Kennedy's whole thing was we're better than this, which people were like, finally someone's saying it. And it's like, I think, Virgil, you pointed this out. This was exactly Hillary Clinton's campaign. Well, yes. I mean, that's everyone, what I mean. Everyone, said, everyone said, like, oh, my God, like, this is the voice that Obama found and, like, inspired the country. But to me, it just sounded like Hillary Clinton's campaign. It's Pablum. And you know how we know it's Pablum? Because it, Donald Trump could have just given the exact same speech because his speech was also Pablum. Yeah, don't pay attention to the fucking clods that you like don't even look don't even go into incognito mode to look at their timeline these people are mentally ill and in a cult <laughs> i'm fucking serious they're insane after the bird strider thing they're insane they don't believe in anything except for this one dying woman don't think about it of course those people loved it but if you looked at like what any normal person said about this just hideously boring escapade it was, why does his mouth look like that? So, no one took anything else away. No, no normal person who doesn't live on there took anything else away from this from this horrible felt human. You, you know, well, that's, not, wait, that's not entirely true. I was getting back to my original point. To me, the line of the entire night was white Obama. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And then JK3... Yes. Feeling like white Obama. Oh, if you don't know what we're talking about, someone. A some, lot of several people said this. Wait, oh, more than one. Yeah, like do the do. It, I mean, I guess like it, it's sort of a knock on effect, but I I don't know who the the original patient zero for white Obama. Find was. that person and give them a gift certificate because yeah. it's given me a lot of. It's the only thing that gave me joy from that night. White Obama, the nemesis of Black Flanders. <laughs> So yeah, J- J- white Joe Obama, Kennedy was, white Obama, me and my boys eating dog and llama. <laughs> 
My whole crew eating dog. <laughs> Labrador. <laughs> Labrador. 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 <laughs> so, you know, it was so ultimately Kennedy speech is just, it's just bullet point pablum, which I don't disagree with a lot of the sentiments, but I'm smart enough to know, oh, you have no practical way to make any of this happen. Well, what Especially you, what you said the thing about CEO pay. Yeah, that yeah that 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 democratic issue that uh, capping CEO pay like that's something that's been in the platform uh, at any point since 1964. Well, I said that you know when we were doing the Periscope, I said like there's 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 some lines in the Kennedy speech that I thought were like you know not not bad sentiments in terms of condemning Donald Trump and the you know racism and uh, just awful politics that he represents but like again i would have preferred it more to be about the republican party instead of donald trump because yeah. they're they're the they are the cause of all of this shit um but at the end of the day it's like you know he was like he wanted to stand for the you know all all the good people in america and then there was some point where he uh he did a couple lines in Spanish for the Dreamers, and I'm like, isn't the whole point of the Dreamers that they were born here? <laughs> like, then they speak English, uh, Joe. I, I think uh, no, they weren't born I, here. Well, someone, someone, well, I mean, they've lived here their whole yeah, life. Right, they've yeah, lived here their whole lives. They're American, but like, someone on Twitter took the moment of the speech where he said that and said, "To the Dreamers, donde esta la biblioteca." <laughs> <laughs> Which I free, I think Rosie said that. That's I've been laughing about that for well, days. The, the point is, like you know, the the sentiments were like I guess admirably uh, delivered, and they were similar to the sentiments that you know Obama did when he first first running for president. But like, haven't we learned by now in 2017 that like we have a a concrete example this week of the Democrats all rolling over on this exact issue? Right, right. That's and that's it's just like all the, all the people who get a lump in their throat about this shit, and are just like, "Wow, th- this is the guy. Like, this is it." Or feel any kind of like a hope about this. I'm just like, wh- "Where, where was this coming from? Why, like, why do you, why are you like this?" I, I think I pinpointed why it made me feel so terrible, and it was because Kennedy was so clearly acting he was play acting Paul. He was play acting like a guy who's very passionate about this. Yeah, I don't know how much he is or isn't for all i know he stays up all night like uh doing doing the little cute little duolingo bird so he can drop more things into the speech yes i know he was in the peace corps and says he was fluent in spanish i don't give a shit uh but it, it like the the spaced out uh the emphasized words the spaced out yelling like very west wing performance shit it was like this is so clearly just for the fucking people whose soft spot in their head never formed. Now their avatar is like, up, I, 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 I don't want to make this sound like it's too much of a, a hobby horse of ours, but the whole thing, the presentation of it, the tone of it, the message itself struck me as very West Wing. Yes. In that it was like soaring and kind of like uh, uh, all, speaking to our better angels as a country or whatever, <laughs> but not acknowledging the, like... We're better than this? Yeah. What? He, that's our president! We're not! <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's what I hate the most is that we're better than this sentiment, which is on which is on face value totally false. And what, what I really wish you would get from a response to this is somebody who would come right out and say, yeah, what you just heard was just a bunch of lies and bullshit here's why our country is so fucked up and then i didn't we didn't watch this but then i read the transcript to bernie's response and that's what he did he came right out and said yeah donald trump's a fucking liar here's what's going on you rages haven't gone up wages are going down for everyone except the point zero zero one percent yeah and 
uh, we didn't watch it, of course, even though people told us to, because it was on uh, Twitch or whatever. No, it was, it was on, on Facebook. Go Off Kings. <laughs> oh, by the way, a little bit of a, a corrections file for the corrections file. During the live stream, at one point, we got so fucking bored and disgusted. <laughs> we put on Go Off Kings on Virgil's Which phone. Which everyone should and then watch. Filmed, also listen to your Kickstarter. And, and, then, and then filmed on my phone. So we were pirating their stream for our Periscope. <laughs> and a, a bit of, I think, for, I think meta commentary on the entire medium however at one point i referred to it as the, put i said put on uh stefan the stefan and jesse stream rob i'm sorry you erased rob I'm, <laughs> so, I'm so sorry i knew the error as i said it and i was like it's okay no one no one heard that the world heard it yeah. well, we had a lot of people watching the stream so don't worry everyone's gonna remember everyone's gonna remember that I forgot uh, the Civil War was over 100 years ago. <laughs> that was a good moment. That was my favorite. Yeah. That was the I most- was like, I was trying to get a, uh, I was trying to get an own in, and I was just like, most divisive president last 100 years? Uh, how about Lincoln? <laughs> that, was, that was like, that was like something 6ix9ine says in an interview. <laughs> just- get this out now before Matt gets back, by the way. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, I- no, no, keep doing the 6ix9ine bit, because actually... Fuck this politics bullshit. My favorite story of the week is about how (laughs) 6ix9ine, Felix's new favorite person in the world. he's not. (laughs) Well, your new favorite comedy subject. Yes. Your new favorite comedy character and real life person. He's really funny to me. Uh, The SoundCloud rapper with the rainbow hair and tattoos all over his face. Uh, a judge said that, that if he doesn't pass his GED test, he has to go to jail. And I love that because this is like a real life anxiety dream. <laughs> yeah, I literally had that dream where I can't do the podcast because they're like, you didn't really finish high school. You go back. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you're, you're, your calculus teacher gets up in court. They're like, Jacques oh, oh, this is how you could secure a win for Joe Kennedy. Joe Kennedy is like, Takashi 69 you will not be going to prison for a sexual performance of the child. You're going to be going to the vocational school. <laughs> uh, That'd DNC, be funny. They said DNC Blickia Penistifia. They uh, they should send him to one of those like boot camps with major pain, where like they whip kids into shape. But major pain is uh, Hillary. Hmm. Hillary, let's talk about let's talk about Hillary. She had a good week last week, right? Ooh, yeah, then, you could say that. Well, well, the funny thing is that while the State of the Union was going on, didn't she issue a statement about uh, my man, her man Burn Strider? Burn Strider, burnt end Strider. <laughs> wow, I mean, you we, know, we 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 referenced this on the last show. We, we didn't we didn't have any, we didn't have enough time to like really take a bite out of it. Uh, so there's a lot let, to take a bite out of. Uh, <laughs> let's pass this apple around. Yeah. So the first thing, I think the first thing we all identify with Bernd Strider was like, so he like sexually harassed uh, this woman and Hillary didn't fire her. She in fact like gave him kind of a promotion. But it's not like, like you can almost, if you try to put on like the cynical goggles and like, all right, was maybe feel like he was the only person. What was he in? Was he in like data operations? Was he like ground game? And it's like, oh no, he was the faith advisor. <laughs> He emailed Hillary King James Bible quotes. (laughs) Just couldn't lose him. I think Alex Perrine actually made a very good point about this, which is like, on the surface, it's funny because it's the most Hillary thing imaginable to to have a a six-figure faith advisor to like, do what? So that she can come across as more authentic. Come across as more authentic to who? Here's the thing about Burns Strider. He's a Southern Baptist. He's one of these Southern Baptist guys or grifters who was like supposed to deliver to Hillary a demographic that is completely 
completely outside a different galaxy of the religious people who are actually in the Democratic Party or who would be like dem- like who would be Hillary supporters. Right. Like it's this, this white is suburban the- church go. Yeah, exactly. And and to do that by yeah, I mean, who knows what the fuck he was actually doing other than emailing Bible quotes? But I mean, think how much money they paid him to do that Hundreds to be a of thousands to be a faith advisor to be a shittier TD Jakes. <laughs> TD Jakes without the showmanship. Having a faith advisor is such an inane thing. It's like having a court magician, like having someone to read the animal entrails to tell you, oh, uh, don't go to Wisconsin this year. <laughs> the auger, it augurs badly in the upper Midwest. Or- that would be cool, though, if it were like, it wasn't just like some cynical like Christian bullshit, but like an actual magic person that you hired to make predictions. That's kind of like what how Obama treated his data guys, but they actually Virgil, did their job. That would be interesting, but essentially the same problem with having a, a campaign magician is yeah. that they're also all sex criminals as well. No. Well, uh, a few a few of them. I'm thinking back Chris, to arrested de- one. thinking back to arrested development and I guess that scans. The worst yeah. magician was the one who uh, revealed all their secrets on those Fox specials. Traitor. Traitor. Sammy the Bull Gravano. Yeah, uh they didn't have enough time. He was cut. Trump was going to give him sh- shout him out for betraying the magician's code, <laughs> just like that North Korean. Well, guy. that's how you know magic's not real because like that guy uh, didn't burn in his sleep because of a magic spell. Well, we don't know. He was masked. That no, guy- he unmasked himself at oh, the really? very last one. It was his he big actually thing. unmasked himself at Obama's last State of the Union. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we should have a faith advisor for the show. As long uh, as they could do magic. I, feel, I, I know where Felix, I, I know where Felix is going what? with this one. What? I just <laughs> think we could expand her right. Look, for every beard... There's one for, faith-based organization in particular I think you'd like to associate us just with a little more. For every waifish bearded man we lose, we will pick up two religious warriors in South Who Lebanon. also happen to be waifish bearded men. They're not waifish. Okay. They're doing push-ups and shit. <laughs> Look... We're going. Well, this is the new strategy. This is the new Chapo. We feel great. This is what watching the State of the Union has done to it. Well, what about Felix is already like this? We're, but, yeah, uh, we're just yeah. as fucking stupid. In fact, this is like this is we're having more fun than we've had in like two weeks. That's true. We we, we have to give ourselves brain damage to like really cut loose. <laughs> How right. do you think I like grew to make so many good posts? It was all the brain damage <laughs> I got in 2014. If you followed me back then, you noticed my posts got better. I got a ton of brain damage that year. What's what's your secret? Uh, I've signed up for a like a Muay Thai gym in Spain, <laughs> where they just full we full on fought each other like every day, and came back as a cooler person. I think more brain damage is going to be normal in 2018. <laughs> like I'm going to be a regular guy. 2018, the year of brain damage. The regular year, a most regular year. <laughs> it's the movie about me. Oh, that movie sucked, by the way. A most violent year. Yeah, I oh, tried. To, I tried, oh, so boring. I, I tried oh, it sounds exciting. It. No, it's the worst case of false advertising in a film title since A Serious Man. No, um, yeah, no, that movie sucked. There was no violence at all, hardly any, and it wasn't a year. It was like a couple days. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so to return briefly, uh, I guess to the State of the Union, I see there a bit of gossip, fun tidbit that people were speculating about was uh, the fact that Melania arrived in a separate car and uh, at one point remained seated, remained seated during one of his big applause lines when he shouted out, 
uh, our belief in faith and family. Yeah, so sort of symbolic, maybe, yes, no. Anyway, uh, she looks splendid. That, that means she's been watching Sam Harris videos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's an atheist. <laughs> um, Check your premises, Theos. <laughs> um, uh the rumors are that is that you know she spending some time apart from Donald, maybe uh, sort of in the doghouse over the uh, the Stormy Daniels affair, you know, which um, I guess has a little bit of staying power as a, as a story. Bit. I don't still be- sort of there. Like it's, I mean, do you think that Donald Trump's dick got hard and he fucked Stormy Daniels? Well, this goes. Do back you really to our, think that? This is back to our original premise. Which is that, yes, I'm sure he paid off her off to be quiet. I'm sure they had a liaison of some kind. But it goes back to this idea. Does he have sex? Absolutely not. I mean, why would he pay her off to not? Like, his public image is this rascally guy who fucks a lot. Why would he not? Why would he pay? I swear I'm beginning to see the sunlight break through what I thought all along. They were paying her to say, oh, I had sex with him. There's, no, but this is not the, without a precedent because he used to have uh, Marlon Maples. Uh, he used to give her scripts to like call up gossip reporters in in, in New York and, and say X, Y, and Z about, oh, he's an animal. I, we have yeah. sex all the time. What? And this isn't like the stupid lib Twitter thing. Pringles like, can. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's a 10-inch player. Yeah. This isn't the stupid liberal Twitter thing of like, oh – yeah, his only sex he likes is being gay with Vladimir Putin. He's not gay. He's asexual. He's, he's asexual, sort of, yes. He's a fruity man, but that doesn't make him gay. We've talked about this extensively. But it, it's like listen to any time Donald Trump has talked about sex ever, like on Howard Stern on anything, and then compare it to how he talks about anything else. When he talks about anything else, he t- he's a – he talks about like the textual experience. Like he he talks about the texture of the chocolate cake he had, how delicious it was, it was to compared to other things. What was in it? He talks about how soft the towels he threw into Puerto Rico felt. Every how what the what the fucking whatever disgusting stupid country club he retrofitted to look like the last thing a Habsburg ever sees. <laughs> he, he he tells you everything, but when it comes to sex. What does he say? And it's not because he's not vulgar. He's a vulgar man yeah. also who likes to describe his favorite experiences. But when he talks about sex, when he talks about women he's supposedly fucked, it's like uh, she was in a beautiful red dress uh, that was, was in style at the time. And uh, she said that I was the coolest per- I was I was the only person who would have sex with her who was able to do such a thing. Anyway, after that, I called Anna Wintour. And it's like, <laughs> well, well, what happened? Well, this goes, I mean, Are like you the, the, suddenly prudish? Uh, the the primal scene of this is, of course, the Access Hollywood Billy Bush tape, yeah. where, again, the phrase grab them by the pussy became so so popular. And it's still like, you know, that joke hasn't gotten stale at all, by the way, uh, because it is an odd phrase. Even yeah. odder than that is on that tape when he said, when I see beautiful women, I just can't help myself. I, I have to kiss them. I just can't stop kissing yes. them. It's just like it's 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 odd. Well, I th- it doesn't. I, I, see, it's not. It we want to clarify. Like ad- we do think he does sexual assaults. But oh it's yeah. Like when they describe them, it's like it's so about power. Like yes. they're all about power. But these are so, like they're just like yeah. He like grabbed my ass and was like great work. Like it, talks, it's like it's f- fucking incredible. He talks about it in either uh, violent, predatory terms, like I moved on her like a bitch, or in these weird transactional terms, like when he was uh, uh, bragging to Billy Bush that he bought her furniture. 
And she didn't even fuck him after. It's he just was confusing. He, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like <laughs> when he talks about se- it's never he never talks about the actual sex act he commits. He never talks about what it was like for him to have sex. He's just like Con- contrast that with, uh, for instance, what we know about how Bill Clinton would talk about sex. Yep. The women that he um, uh, let's, you know, to put it in the. I don't know the best possible light uh, treated like shit and yeah on the, the, the you know the gray area between outright sexual assault and rape. Alexander Coburn in one of his uh, books I I forget the citation for this but he quoted someone uh, who was a uh, Native American uh, activist and politician in Arkansas from when Bill was governor who sat with him at a diner. And then, like, he had the waitress come by and sit in his lap or whatever. And then, like, after, as she went away, Bill's comment was, you know, there goes the tightest pussy in all of Arkansas. Like, that's, like, that, that's a distinct Donald way Trump of, would like, never yeah. never say that. He would be, like, if he did that, he would make a woman sit on his lap like that. But after he, he she left, he'd be, like, boy, I'll tell you, she went to, uh, she went to uh, my building. She said, fast elevators. She said, do you believe that? Fastest elevators. <laughs> And I said, you know, that's something I know a lot about. I know a lot about Elevator. I know Otis himself. (laughs) Do you remember the scene in 40-Year-Old Virgin? I think the most underrated scene, like the funniest one, is when Steve Carell is jacking off. He's trying to jack off to porn. Stormy Daniels is in that scene. Yes. But he just can't do it because he's like he's sexually inexperienced and freaks him out to see hardcore penetration. But then he see he imagines his perfect porn, which is a girl in a Star Trek uniform revealing like a part of her nipple. And for Donald Trump, it's probably similar. To, it's like a woman in a business suit, barely revealing her nipple, but talking about like how he outsmarted the zoning commission or something. Yeah. Like that's it. Nothing really that sexual about it. And that's why I think the P tape is real and that all happened. Not because he has this urine fetish or that he was even sexually aroused by this, but it's just the kind of thing that would happen if you're this oaf whom, whom foreign intelligence services want to impress or get some dirt on. And they just say, you know, hey, Donald, we're, uh, we're going we're gonna to come up to this luxurious room and uh, these women are going to put on a show for you. And he goes, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Great. Fantastic. This is beautiful. It's great volume there. Love this. <laughs> yeah. Excellent stream. Yeah. yeah, he's just happy that they're doing something they don't want to do. That's the main <laughs> thing. I mean, really, it shows how stupid intelligence agencies are because if the Russians were the geniuses that people say they were, I don't even believe this shit's real, but if it was the P-tape thing, but if it was, it would be like, and they're these devious masterminds. They would just like get a woman with a bob haircut and be like, "This is the Anna Wintour of Russia." Yeah, and but just they... compliment him for three hours. Yeah, but that 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 wouldn't be an interesting tape. Is the thing. My point is, uh, to any, me it would be any <laughs> weird or grotesque or compromising situation he could just be led into, like a like an oaf. Uh, another thought I had about the the whole Stormy Daniels affair. Someone who's been bugging me about it is. Uh, the line that I keep coming back, like the, the sort of um, liberals who keep saying, or even some conservatives who are like disappointed or like, the, oh, this shows the hypocrisy of all the evangelical Christians who support him. Like, you know, they, oh, they're, they're so godly and yet they support this, you know, man who's having sex with porn stars and cheating on his pregnant wife or whatever. And it's just like, they're not stupid. Like, why wouldn't well, they, they know what why wouldn't no, they, they still support Donald Trump? He's giving them everything they want. 
Yeah. You think they give a fuck that like uh, Obama was like a family man who like you know was faithful to his wife or whatever? No, they made up a fucking whole bunch of shit about he was. Well, I said made up. Uh, probably had, uh, <laughs> discovered pretty, pretty, a bunch. Discovered of shit. the truth <laughs> about him sucking off old men in Chicago, um, and and being a woman himself, and Michelle also being a man. Yeah, and, yeah. I'm a FTM female to Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think it's. I don't think a lot of them are quite as calculated as you're saying. I think people in, in, at the top of these evangelical hierarchies, the ones who are basically grifting or just kind of nuts themselves, but very good operators. Uh, I think perhaps they're making a calculated choice. But of course, there are a lot of the ones at the bottom who are getting grifted. Are how can I put this? Nuts. They're just actual crazy people. Like, there's the number of people who think Obama is the literal Antichrist. Not not in some, like, figurative, like, oh, he's the worst man. Like, no, he's actually the fulfillment of a prophecy who uh, came to this country to set up regional health care exchanges <laughs> and fulfill his demonic plan. As a- <laughs> and I saw, like, I saw a great thread the other day of all of these people just totally in total earnestness musing about how Obama's the Antichrist and how they knew it, too. They knew it when he uh, <laughs> spoke at the 2004 Democratic Convention. Like, oh, yeah, that's the Antichrist. Yep, call that. Um, I think that... I don't, I don't think that there's like a homogenous population of which ones are like full of shit and which ones uh, know what time it is. I mean, American Protestantism is just diseased because America is, but that's what happens when you leave the mother church, the church that Christ founded. It's true. Name one good Protestant in America. It's like Eddie long, the Quran burning guy, Uh, Martin Luther King jr. Uh, Honorary Catholic, (laughs) honorary Shia actually. No, you're right. But after him, uh, I, you know, we've talked about it before, but I think there are some people who really believe in God who are like, yeah, Obama's the Antichrist, and it's just their racial revanchism and everything mixed in with their sort of super insane Calvinist beliefs. But then the other part, the other side is like, I think being an evangelical for them is just a cultural expression. And it's yeah. not that it's not that they necessarily believe in transubstantiation or that they're you know they're going to answer they're literally going to answer it's only catholics either. who believe yeah. in transubstantiation uh, no i know i see what you, you mean you, you get what i mean you're correct it's it's that's what it essentially is it's 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 a cultural expression that's deeply rooted in uh, racist systems of power that persist in this right. country and some it's, of them some of them believe in god and those are the ones who are like obama's literally the antichrist I'm freaking out and freaking out i'll kill my kids if obama comes for them but which that's a lot of people, but I think. Uh, well, yeah, but a lot of that's also actually nuts because it's like uh, Bible code oh, bullshit. No. Well, most people in America are completely insane, but but, uh, but but the other side, the other side are people who are just you know like the Hillary people wanted to pick up the racist suburban upper middle class people or solidly middle class people in places with lower costs of living who. Like the mega church is an exp- this cultural expression. They don't really believe in God that much, but they just you know they're afraid of D Ray and all this yeah. shit that's totally <laughs> innocuous to them. And for either party, like imagine you believe the last president was the Antichrist, and you see like this w- white president who is just has every like black Twitter joke about what white people look like is the next guy. <laughs> 
It's like nothing you're going to say about that guy is going to say. If you really believe in God, you don't give a shit if he fucked Stormy Daniels. Yeah. You could yeah. be like, yeah. well, yeah, King David was the biggest whoremonger. In the- <laughs> well, no, yeah. they don't like- but, but then if you're the other side, you don't actually believe in God. You don't care. You care that, again, you care that he's white. The other guy wasn't. And he both represent your values. Both are going to lower your taxes. For the latter category, I think they more know the score about what the – how they're going to end up paying less taxes and all this shit and beating down minorities. But it's the same result in this shit of like, oh, would a real Christian? They don't give a shit. But specifically on the social conservative issues, he's giving them what they want on abortion and the judges that they want and is, is, you know, enacting their hard right wing, anti-gay, anti-abortion. Who aren't just pragmatists, uh, who I I would guess a lot of them uh, were supporters of Ted Cruz. The ones who have been there on the Trump train all along... I, they don't look up to him as a as a religious leader. They look up to him as a nationalist leader because he's been peddling this American greatness line from day one. He is a he has been essentially speaking to their cultural values and just I mean to to put it in one way pandering to them well, constantly and they like that and they're receptive of it. I mean I've seen the ones who are more religious equate him to you know one of the messiahs in Judaism, uh, Cyrus. He didn't. Uh, he wasn't a Jew himself, but he rescued the Jews from Babylonian captivity, and that's their example of how God can choose someone who isn't holy exactly in your terms, but is a righteous person as a messianic figure, which is what Trump is to them. Or, like you said, they're give, they're just giving them what they want, and it's I don't know. One of the like liberal truisms is like religion is just you know there is no really it's just between you and God. That's like sort of the coexist bumper sticker thing. Yeah, and. People always take that to mean like, oh, God lets me smoke dispensary weed and be poly, which, (laughs) yeah, if you want to do that, fine. But for what it means for like most Americans, I mean, the Protestant ethic is like, yeah, it's between me and God. And that means it's all my prejudices. (laughs) That's what it means to these fucking people. And uh, so, yeah, you're not you're not going to get them. You're you like CNN contributor who's. Wearing like a uh, like one of those weirdly tight dark blue short sleeve shirts that they seem to love in their profile pictures, uh, who's saying, "Oh, would a real Christian do this?" You think you define Christianity? These people? No, they made up of their mind of what it's going to be. Martin Luther told them they could do it, and they did it, and they picked everything they already believed in, and that's God to them. And just like you did, just like you did, how you think Bill Maher is a messenger of God? Fuck you, you fuck. Like the idea that they, that they're going to get these deluded people who are either just latching on to what they think is theirs, or just fervently, just complete fervent psychopath zealots. What you're going to logic them out of this? Yeah, you don't even have sound logic. You're not even a fucking Christian. You're going to define Christianity. So the these people who also are like it's just, it's such a it's amazing that in 2018 after Donald Trump literally won the election they're still doing shit like this yeah. it's fucking amazing yeah I mean, that's yeah it's that's- depressing it's fucking depressing because nothing will do we could get nuked tomorrow and they would stand up on the remnants of Twitter and go oh would a real Christian let us get nuked <laughs> while they're coming to their house to harvest their fucking st- their fucking skin to make a sale with. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's really the thing. You're not going to get them on these cultural issues because you, you can't agree with the bathroom wars or or abortion restrictions or anything. You're not going to you're not going to get them. You're not going to logic them into it, because if you could, they wouldn't be apostates anymore. And you're not going to speak to them uh, as a nationalist. Either. I mean, some They're Democrat- trying that yeah, national Democrats thing too. will try. Oh, we're That's we're the bigger thing. patriots than you. A patriot would listen to the FBI. They don't care. They don't fucking care. They're By the doing way, I, 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 saw, I saw a bunch of people being like, uh, this is inc- like, talking about Trump and the FBI and like how he's undermining the FBI or whatever. He's going dis- to disrespect the FBI. They're like, you know, just, I remember when the Republicans were the law and order party and it's just like, I guess will be the law and order party okay, now. Okay, so you're going like, to kill the next Fred Hampton. Okay, <laughs> yeah, great. It, it's it's just it's amazing. Or or kill the next Martin Luther King. Well, what's amazing is that you know, on one hand, they're like, this guy, he's doing everything Hitler did. Hitler lied. That's the defining characteristic of Hitler. No one else but Hitler did that. That's why he's similar to him. Why they love they love the fucking Hitler comparison. They love all the comparisons to every authoritarian. They compare him to Stalin and all this shit. Like they were the only people ever in politics to like lie or edit stuff out or kill people or whatever. So they think he's like this authoritarian tyrant, and that's why they call themselves the resistance. But do you think any of the Nazis, like, just take, like, your average Bavarian who is fervently anti-Semitic and believed in the Nazi vision of the world. you think you could logic him out of it? Do you think if we came in there in, like, 1936 and we're like, sir, the, the real Teutonic Knights believed in plurality. <laughs> that would work, you fucking numbskull. Either, you know what, commit to your fucking cos- your embarrassing cosplay bullshit resistance or give up the fucking logic thing or just go go back to being a blog atheist from 2006 which is how you got into this whole thing um i want to talk about this because um we uh just yesterday turned in the final draft of our book uh we've been to be quite honest busting our ass this past month uh writing it or finishing it up rather um so if you want to know why the show is bad that's why <laughs> that's right but we're done now <laughs> Uh, uh, but we also have to write another book, so if the show continues to be bad, that's why. Yeah, or we have PTSD from writing the book. It was really hard. It's a lot of words. I want to say, though, uh, the book will be out in the fall, and not uh, not bullshitting at all, I am so happy with how it turned out, and I think you guys are really going to like it. it. I It was a lot of hard work, but I had a lot of fun doing it and writing it with you guys, and... Uh, it's gonna. I, I really. I'm really happy with it. I'm very happy that we're done with it, but I'm also incredibly happy with what we have in there. What we have in there is when we wrote this, not tied to a news cycle. I think that we got to explore things in a way that we we got to go deep in a way that we never usually get to do. And I'm really, really happy with it. And also it's brilliant comedy writing by everyone. It's really funny. It's a, it's a reflection of all of our talents. Yes. And, I, and what's, what's great about it. And like, I, I reread it again last night is how consistent the style is considering the five, you know, like all yeah. five of us wrote it. Gang I bang. think that it will, I, I mean, I think it's going to make all the right people mad for one. That, I'm looking forward be so to cool. that really more than anything yeah. is how mad it's going to make uh, people. And honestly, and this is something that 
going into it, I, I, I hoped, and it's, it's hard to write like this, but I hoped it's something that's going to please people who, who listen to the show or who maybe don't listen to the show but already kind of agree with us, as well as people who have never heard the show who aren't online and uh, sharing communist memes or whatever every day and maybe aren't familiar with the sordid history of our politics and culture will perhaps apolitical people can pick this up, can read it and be like, oh, yeah, hey, I did get fucked over uh, by all of the systems in our country. And this is funny. There's goofs and gags. There are so many goofs and gags. And also a quick shout out. Uh, there's going to be some amazing art in this book as well. We had Ellie Valley on uh, not too long ago. He's doing the lion's share of the art in the book that is incredible. I mean, you, like, a lot, this stuff is going to be great. And we're going to give, as it gets closer uh, to publication in the fall, we are going to like release little tidbits and teasers from the book. Maybe we'll give you like some, some of Ellie's art. Uh, it's phenomenal. But also, there's going to be some great stuff from John White. John White has done a couple of uh, the posters. He did the gaming debate poster. He's which, done, you can, which he's selling, by the way. You can buy that. Though those are still available. Uh, John White has done some amazing... It's like There's some really, really funny art and visual gags in this book as well. Um, so yeah, uh, that's the book. And believe me, we will be letting you know where to pre-order and get your hands on this uh, as that information becomes available and as the months and weeks continue. So be on the lookout for that. But uh, again, congratulations, guys. Congratulations. Um, but that's not all. There's another. More bi- pressing. There's another big thing we got coming up soon. That's right. West Coast Tour. 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 Chapo. West. West. Coast. 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 If you are going to be in the cities of Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle, or Portland at the end of March and the very beginning of April then be on the lookout because Chapo is coming to you on March 23rd at the Regent in Los Angeles, at March 25th at the Victoria in San Francisco, on March 30th at the Vera Project in Seattle, and then on April 1st... The Vera Innocence Project. (laughs) April 1st at Holocene in Portland. We're doing a West Coast kick. Very excited for it. Uh, Those are the the dates and venues that are booked now. But um, we're taking our time with this tour, and there there might be like stay tuned, fall, you know like we'll we'll let it know as it goes. But there is also a possibility uh, for a few wildcat shows in some of these cities, sort of pop up uh, intimate Chapo events. I'm looking forward to this tour. I've always been to LA, but I've not been to Seattle, Portland, or San Francisco, and I'm really excited to meet people there. I, I am too. I have never been to Portland. I've been to all those other cities, mm. but I've never been to Portland. So Portland. This is my first time. Be gentle. Yeah. This is my first time in Portland and Seattle. Here, people like to get depressed around there. Well, we're going to turn those frowns upside down. <laughs> we're going to cheer up the Pacific Northwest with, uh, you guys ever see the movie Patch Adams? That's what we're going to do. I'm going to give all the, the crust punk kids just a, a squeeze, <laughs> yeah. red, big red nose. And just <laughs> burp, burp. Yeah. Good one morning, your, heaven. <laughs> one, for, one for your dog, too. Yeah. You can find... No, the, I don't have any change. <laughs> you can find the links to buy all these tickets at chapotraphouse.com, unless I forget to do that, in which case, bug me about it. That's but yeah, right. just bother him about anything. No, just this one thing. <laughs> he loves being DM'd. No, do not contact me about other issues. 
So if you want to talk to me, just talk to him. He'll tell me. Oh, <laughs> I hate that. I hate when people get mad at me about, uh, oh, all Ukrainians are Nazis. I'm like, I don't fucking know what you're talking about. I'm not the guy who said that. God damn it. That's right. I said that. I will forward this to Felix. No, you tell Felix. <laughs> uh, I have closed DMs so no one can yell at me anymore. I was getting a lot of rude messages about how I said literally everyone in Ukraine is a Nazi. A lot of people can't have a reasoned debate, so I had to close my DMs. God damn it. (laughs) And I also did say in Ukrainian, uh, talk to my manager, Virgil Texas, about this on all those posts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah, and check out John White's uh, posters. He's selling it with Trev, our friend from No Cartridge, who also has just posted the gaming debate. All luscious two hours of me and Matt getting drunk and screaming at each other at the Bell House. Uh, check that out. No Cartridge Audio, friend of the show. What do you say? Till next time, guys? Till next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.